Ladies and gentlemen, back at it. Yes, the roundtable crew, the Friday Colts talk, the whatever you want to call it. We'll find a name when we get to it. Proudly brought to you right now by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation and your friends over at Highland Custom Builders. Your vision's built custom. Sitting down today with Jen and Mr. Jamie Anesty. Kyle is off getting his glasses so he can see the show clearly. And as Jamie pointed out before we got on air, maybe get angry at something with better vision. But asking everybody, how was your Friday? How was your week? Jen, you were talking about not being able to sleep. So are you awake enough for this? Or are we going to rile you up and get you uh, up to the drum beat? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm good. Mr. Anesty, how are you doing? Uh, man, I'm, 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 I'm well. It's a sad Friday because usually it's, it's, a, it's a game day. Um, last Friday, like I said on the show, I was jacked up, but uh, I got nothing to be jacked up for. It's actually over at Kohar Replace today. I had I addressed some issues for, uh, in regards to players' gear and got everything tidied up uh, for this break and uh, you know it was a, it was a sombering moment I, I was in that rink and I, I told some of the guys that I saw this morning um, you know I believe we were just getting going um, last Friday after that co- or after that shooter well hold on and, for uh, a minute before you jump into all sorry. of it because we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. spin into that so yeah. you know and just yeah. so everybody who listening in right now may not know what we're talking about the NSJHL is a junior league out here for junior B Obviously, the Colts that we talk about on this show, they uh, the COVID numbers out here out east have been really great. Unfortunately, now we've hit that second wave. We've hit our own spike. So the Atlantic bubble has burst. Um, so that means no hockey right now. That means things are shut down for a period of two weeks, and we'll reevaluate after that. Uh, the NSJHL took it one step further. They won't be playing any games until January now. So we're now on a season pause, which, Jamie, like you said, it does suck. Uh, it was fun, you know, I wasn't able to be at the game last Friday, I was away in Chester, and, you know, and it's one of those games you want to be at, because, you know, they came back, it was 6-6, you know, they went to a shootout, they lost that way, but I mean, to, to battle back, and that's what we talked about last week, was about the battle back and things like that, and, and Jen, I mean, you've been around enough teams to know that once you start getting that rally cap on and once you start being able to battle back and, and get into games and not just you know give up when the going gets tough, that's when you start finding your stride as a team. Whether you lose that game or not, if you're able to battle back and show a little perseverance and what you have in the tank, I think that speaks volumes in the room and amongst the guys and amongst what you're trying to build. And You, know, you didn't get the W, but you did get points out of it, and you did show yourself, hey, we can battle back even when we're in a hole. So... I like what you said, Jamie, about hitting that stride, and I think that's a step they needed to take because there was no battle back against you know the straight. There was no battle back against Sackville. So now you had this opportunity to battle back, and I think against East Hans, you had the opportunity to maybe win a game and go on you know the last home game before the new year, et cetera, et cetera. But now we're on pause. It does suck, but you know maybe you know what you need to work on now maybe you know as a coach what you can break down and what you can figure out maybe you know as a gm maybe what you need to bring in what you're lacking and for the colts it looks like size and someone steady on the back end and i know the boys are searching for someone but it's hard in this time to to get someone either out of province or somewhere else to come play so i want to ask you jen what do you think about a team that you know has hit a rough patch but a game like that where you finally find the battle back and the, the will to want to win, 
I mean, what does that speak for the team? And do you think that bodes well with a young team going forward? Oh, absolutely, and it shows character too. I mean, so a lot of like some players, some teams, once they're down in the score, they just stop playing, they stop trying. So for a team to to fight back and you know bring it to a shootout and almost win it, that you know it's a testament to their will and that they they've got connections. So I mean, that's you didn't get the win, sure you got a point, but. There's still so much good they can take away from that, and moving forward, they can remember that they do have what it takes to come back from being behind. So I think hopefully, even though you guys are on a break, they can remember that because it's very important. And Jamie, what do you say to that? You, you talked about the boys hitting stride, but you were down there today. What was the vibe amongst them, and what were they saying to you? Well, there's one one particular player that I that I got to talk to, and I won't mention names, but. Um, I did explain um, that Valley game, and we're, we're now in a, uh, a 1A, 1A goaltending situation. Um, maybe I'll be able to talk about the the, the, the McVicker situation a little bit later, but um, we owned that second period, and we were down 4-1. We were down 4-1 against Sackville, but we owned that second period, and teams, when they own a period or they have, they have, they're jacked up, they go in and, and it's an intermission, they they're already jacked up. That Sackville game, we were hanging our heads low in that in the, in that room, and a total different uh, atmosphere in that in that second intermission compared to that uh, the last game against Sackville, where, where you uh, interviewed me and interviewed Mac. Uh, we were down on ourselves. We blamed the refs. We stayed out of the box for Sally. We played cold talky, um, and like I said in the inter- my intermission interview, we were. You know, we've been down before. We were down in Sackville, Sudsy scores in overtime. We were down in the Valley, and we've got enough sandpaper. We've got a 1A, 1A goaltending situation. Yes, we were missing Crosley, but, man, I've told you before, having Josh Moore back in that Valley game really quarterback uh, that blue line. And uh, even though we didn't have Crosley, Moore stepped up huge with a goal and assist, and we really played cold talky, and I told told some of the guys and, and, and another guy who I, I got to talk to more, you know, just, you know, take this break. Don't sit around. Just, you know, maybe work on some things mentally. And, and, and um, I don't want to see when the guys come back uh, a slow start like we, we just uh, encountered. So it's a premature break, but it's going to be tough mentally. But um, they've got to be mentally prepared because it's a two-week break, and who knows when the season will start. So, uh, But when we do come back in January – Justin and Jonathan and Ryan are uh, are great coaches, and they'll they'll get the guys back. And but right now we've got the core uh, back at least, so that that'll definitely help when we do return in January. So yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. So. Well, no, I like I said, we alluded to the fact you know more obviously is that anchor we're looking for back there, but we need more. We need a little bit more size, a little bit more, I don't know, a little more grit. I guess we're talking Maple Leaf style on that, but. Then you uh, you just alluded to it. We got a new goaltender in the mix, and I'm wondering, do you see more moves coming, and what does it mean for uh, the new young goaltender here for the Colts? Um, I, I don't see. I think the window is closed for right now. Regards to to moves, I talked to Jonathan also today, and he he uh, he talks or he's he's a defensive defensive specialist. He talks to the D and. We've got a, a, a young group. There's four or five guys come, just came out of high school, and, 
and and Jessam um, actually was is actually still in grade twelve. So he uh, he decided to not play high school. He wanted to jump right to junior B. He's he, he's uh, eager to play, and we've just got to be really patient with our the four or five Ds coming in high school, along with Crosley and uh, Josh Moore, who aren't in high school or high school age or just came out of high school last year. I, I don't see the team making moves. We, we, McVicker came over from Junior A, and even though he let six goals in, I, I talked to him at the end of the game, and, man, he was just happy to be there, and he was just, like, walking down a set of stairs and seeing a bicycle in front of a tree. He was so ecstatic, even though he let six goals in. Uh, but each goal, uh, there was a story behind it. He only really let in one goal. That was a, a snipe, sniper, snipe shot, or however you want to fire down, or whatever kids say these days. But um, he, <laughs> that was a, that, that was the one good goal that the Valley scored, and a lot of the other goals were defensive breakdowns. The kids didn't move the guy out of the front of the net. Uh, he uh, played the puck, and the guy had an open net. And he, he's rusty. He had a two-week break and played one game, and now he's on another two-week break. So it just things aren't the you know the you know, things aren't falling into place. They're just, you know, it's all over the place, and COVID's running rampant all through all through leagues all across Canada. So You've got to realize, is, though, Jamie, um, through adversity is when you see the best yeah. of the best, right? So you've got some you've got some adversity. You know, players may have downtime, but they can still work on their on their game. They can still train at yeah. home. Um, so maybe in this two weeks to four weeks, you're going to see some some players come out of their shell. Uh, James, you mentioned a new, a new goaltender. Yep. Yeah. So you've got you've got a, a, a new kid here ready to make his, you know, take take his take his shot and prove his worth. So I mean, whenever you've got some new players in, you're, you're gonna see the dynamic change, and sometimes that's a really good thing, right? Because it could be one player that brings everyone together, right? Well, you, well, you look at Jack Campbell when he came over to the Toronto Maple Leafs and what did he do there? He was kind of like a glue in the dressing room, right? He was that quirky, goofy, you know, guy that you needed. He also played well. That hurt, that helps a lot. But he was a guy that came into the room and added an element that seemed to be missing, which was the fun element, right? I mean, buddied up with uh, Freddie Anderson, which is a good thing. You want to buddy up with your starter. And then buddied up with Austin Matthews and the guys around him. And they just had fun. You know, so that was missing in the Leafs room. So I don't know what he's going to bring to the Colts room, but you look at a player coming in when you're on a skid, you know, someone comes in breath, fresh air, a new set of eyes, whatever you want to call it. It's that addition that makes the room that much better. And it could be just that one thing where he comes in and cracks a few jokes. Jamie, I remember being down there with you guys going to do the uh, between the periods interview and I was supposed to have one of the players come out and they were absolutely getting a strip torn off them. You know, and there was nobody who wanted to come out after the coaches left the room. It ended up being you thrown under the bus right away to talk about it. But, you know, a new guy in the room can help alleviate some of that stuff and see what he's seen from his point of view when he wasn't with the team and give a few pointers here and there and everywhere. So, yeah, Jen, I agree with you 100% that it definitely does change the dynamic in the room. He's a familiar face. He's been... He's been with the team before. He's played with the team before. He just decided to go to junior A, and he stopped. He had 43 shots against them in that game, and guys trust him. I'm not taking anything away from Mac. I just think Mac Mac is on a different level than McVicker and Mason. Uh, they played a little bit uh, higher competitive hockey, and 
I uh, talked to Max there the other day, and I wish him all the best, and I hope to see him uh, in the crease very soon. But we've got a 1A, 1A situation, and both goaltenders uh, right now, same same as Tactful. Uh, Pickham and Fisher, for example. Uh, Nas played unbelievable for Valley. They also have a, uh, a stellar goaltending tandem. So we really, I believe now after that Valley game, we have all the pieces necessary. And uh, I talked to Jonathan today and uh, – especially about the D and the attitudes, uh, even though we lost in the shootout, um, the, the attitudes in that room couldn't be better. And you're right, Jen, the adversity is uh, teams need to go through that to uh, to become better. And uh, let's, just, let's just see what happens in January when hockey does start. So um, for right now, it's, I believe that the, the I would take each individual in that room to, to battle Normandy 100%. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to uh, take anybody out of that uh, battle. So I'd go to battle with those kids that left that room. Uh, that uh, left that room on Friday, 100%. So. Well, the other thing I want to talk about too. We were talking about Junior B. And we we're talking about hockey being shut down, and it comes to light. You know, unfortunately, Hockey Canada had a couple players test positive. Now staff members as well. Uh, for COVID-19 and we're all talking about the excitement and teams are starting to leave to get ready in preparation to go for the World Juniors but it, with the cases on the rise in Alberta and Hockey Canada already having some problems and having to postpone and move things do we see and Jen I'll ask you first do we see the World Juniors go ahead um, or is this going to be paused? I think we'll see it I think I mean just like the playoffs last year They'll, they'll do what they can to make it happen um, if they get a handle on it. I mean, they've got, what, about three weeks? In and around three weeks, yeah. But you'll have teams coming yep. in need a two-week quarantine. So, so yeah, so they've got the time. And, I mean, there's, there is an abundance of players. So, I mean, I see it happening. If they have to postpone it, we might see that happen. But I, I, I'm pretty sure, like, this is one tournament they're not going to let. They're not going to let be missed. I mean, the, the women's announced that they've got a season happening, too. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> Don't worry. That's coming. So, I mean, if, if we're moving forward with others and not some, like, it's got, there's got to be a little bit of consistency because, you know, it's it's not fair <laughs> all the other players. <laughs> one, one league can play, the other can't. It's like, it's been a really, really hard, it's been a tough year in general for, for sports, hockey, um, of course. But yeah, I definitely see the see the tournament. It's the best tournament that's ever been played in the history of the game. So they'll make it happen. Jamie, what do you think? Do you think the tournament goes on, my friend? A hundred percent. It's it's a showcase for uh, kids that want to be drafted or kids that are already drafted. And there was a, you know, Kirby Doc. Um, I'm excited. I'm a huge Blackhawks fan. Huge huge Kirby Doc fan. Um, so who do, who doesn't want to see the favorite player? Uh, playing World Juniors during Christmas, we need it because we need something to be excited about. Yeah, kids are going to get presents, but uh, that's that's a tournament that's been going on for many years, and that's something that people need to look forward to. And uh, James Duffy has been on Rod Peterson, and he and Bob McKenzie has come out of retirement solely for the uh, World Juniors, and he does some uh, free agent frenzy stuff. But their bags are packed; they've got the bags ready, and uh, they're just trying to keep Canadians. Uh, uh, they're just trying to keep Canadians uh, positive. They're just trying to make it uh, less negative as possible. And, and I strongly believe that it will go. I've, I've talked to some guys uh, connected to the Halifax Mooseheads, and they 
talked to Justin Barron the other day, who is a Halifax Moosehead, and he's just, the guys are in the room, they're in a hotel, they're just, you know, playing video games, trying to stay positive, and uh, and just do the best they can. They're, they have a huge team personnel that will keep the guys uh, motivated, and uh, I strongly believe it will happen for the, for the sole reason that it's a showcase for scouts to watch their uh, prospects well, play, I, play the game during Christmas, so. I do think the tournament will happen. That's that's my honest answer. Uh, I do think we will have a little bit of a delay. But here's the thing that is uh, popping in my mind. A player named Alexis Lafreniere, you may have heard of him, went number one overall to the New York Rangers via the lottery. Um, so now he's drafted to that team. But the unwavering thing here is, is he may or may not play. And I think it solely comes down to what the NHL does. And I want to see Alexis Lafreniere go play there. I think it's the better progression for him. I think whatever NHL hockey we do get, if it starts in January, we'll probably start on the 15th to the 20th, midway through. We're not getting January 1. So I want Alexis Lafreniere there, and I want to ask you guys this. A lot of players in the NHL are eligible to be able to play for the World Juniors. Now, obviously Alexis Lafreniere, one of the bigger names. Kirby Doc, you mentioned him. There's a lot of players who can do it. Now, do you think that teams will let a lot of these guys go? There's already some that said no because they want their full complement of players ready for training camp. But do you think it's not a better tune-up for these young players like a Kirby Doc or Alexis Lafreniere, um, Romanov out of Montreal, you name it, you name it, who can go to this tournament and get ready at a high level of competition against their peers, get their confidence up, get ready, and then jump in to an NHL training camp and be rolling when those things happen on the NHL side? Jen, I'll ask you first. Um, yeah, I absolutely think that they should be playing. I can understand why some GMs are saying no. Um, I mean, I think that kind of comes with the territory with this uh, pandemic going on. But at the same token, I mean, if they practice, you know, safe protocols, like some teams and other professional sports have been doing successfully, um, that they should have this opportunity to play. This is a huge starting point for their careers. Um, and... I mean, I think 99% of players I, that I've talked to love that tournament and still watch that tournament even 10 years later, 10 years after they played in it. So I think it's very important, um, and it gets them, it gets their juices going. It gets them pumped up. And then, I mean, in Alexis's case, and then he's stuck in New York. So, I mean, might as well give him a hurrah before he goes to That's York. it right there. <laughs> Jamie, what do you think, buddy? Do you think these guys should uh, get the opportunity to lace them up and play with their, uh, you know, their their respective countries? It doesn't have to be Canada. There's a lot of guys throughout the National Hockey League who are drafted, who are stellar young talents that can definitely join up with one of their country mate teams. Um, do you think it's a good thing, or do you think these teams should keep their players close to the chest and say, no, 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 I need you on our roster when things kick off, and I don't want you taking a puck to the foot, or et cetera, et cetera? And I'll say, this is my answer before you answer, Jamie. All these guys should be playing in the tournament. Any Anybody who is eligible, you're foolish not to let these guys go and sharpen their skills and hone their vision and get excited, like Jen said. Get amped up. Get the juices going because you want that energy to be infectious to the older guys, especially for those seven teams who didn't make the dance last year. You want those younger guys coming in with all that piss and vinegar and getting everybody excited because they've already done a walk you know, to the bronze, the silver, to the gold, to whatever. You want that energy in your room. But, Jamie, I'll let you answer. What do you think? Uh, this, this, as you were talking there, there's six different scenarios running through my head. And 
Uh, you know, one scenario is a guy that's ready, NHL ready, uh, as in Montreal's case, he is NHL ready. Uh, do you take a spot away from a guy that's, you know, fighting, fighting in training camp? Uh, or do you try to make your team better? I've, I've kind of walked away from the last year situation. Um, I'm, I'm a Alex Newhook, Dawson Mercer fan from both from Newfoundland and yep. been really following those guys and, uh, um, they're, they're, I hope they make the team. And uh, Kirby Doc is the only NHLer that has been released. Um, but there's, if the NHL does start uh, January or around February, Kirby Doc may not even be uh, playing with Canada. He might go back to Chicago because you know Chicago is going to need him. So, um, you know, does Lafreniere play? Let's, you know, let's just get through the month of December and 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 see what see what happens. Does he make the team better? Sure, he does. But um, there's a lot of other players that are they're fighting a lot harder than Lafreniere is fighting to make that team. So um, I'm really. Well, you, hang on a minute there. Hang on a minute there. You, you can say that they're fighting to make the team, but it's not Lafreniere's choice that he's not there. He's now NHL property, yeah. and it's, it's the NHL team that holds his rights to let him do anything you know, outside of the New York Rangers organization. So, you know, to sit there and say that he's not battling, that's kind of unfair to him because he sure as hell would probably like to be on the ice battling with these guys and, you know, earning his stripes on this team, if that's what you want to call it. So I think we should backtrack on that one and say, you know, it's not that he's not battling. It's just he already is drafted. You're right. He's already a proven talent. He's already done what he needs to do to make it to the dance. But to say that he's not battling, I mean, that's not his choice. He's not a, not able to just pack a bag like these guys and go. Correct. I mean, guys that are battling already in selection camp, and then all of a sudden Lafreniere is called to go play for Canada, and those those guys that are already in training camp say, "Well, you're cut because Lafreniere is coming in. We don't we don't need you at center because we'll drop a guy down for to make room for Lafreniere." That's what I meant. So, I whether Lafreniere plays, I'm not a fan of Lafreniere. I've seen him come play versus Halifax, and I've seen him many times. Um, I've got my opinion against Lafreniere, but hey, if he plays, that, that brings a whole new element to the, the junior team, and he did get hurt last year, so you know, if he plays, he plays, um, but like I said, I'm I gotta ask you, what, 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 so, yeah. what's your opinion on him? Sounds like you don't like him too much. Yeah, if you want to open, if you want to open up that can of worms, absolutely. Yeah, He's our superstar coming to the league next. Let's open up that can of worms. So um, I, I've been talking to a lot of guys in the last uh, couple weeks, and I, I strongly believe he'll he'll turn into another Justin Rubino, just a eighty point, ninety point guy, uh, not a late bloomer like Rubino, uh, but he's he's going to be around the same uh, as. Jonathan Rubido is a stud in uh, with the Florida Panther organization. So, a lot of hype right now. Uh, just give it time, and and you'll see uh, you'll see him around the eighty point, ninety point uh, point total for fifteen years or so. But uh, like I said, I'm a I'm a Mercer and a Newhook fan, and uh, everyone's a, a fan of each guy that's on that Team Canada roster. So. I'm not, if he plays, that's great. Um, I just don't want to see him get hurt like he got hurt in last year's tournament. And then uh, I don't know, whoever the GM is in New York is, you know, you know, his heart sinks to the bottom of the floor when he does see Lafreniere get hurt. Knock on wood, he does not get hurt. But um, there's a lot of hype, uh, and I'm, I'm actually sad. And I'm a I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, Blackhawks fan, but uh, Ottawa is my 
second home, and uh, I would have loved to actually seen him in, in, in an Ottawa Senators jersey. I think that that draft was a uh, was a was something else. Yeah, um, and uh, how did New York Rangers get the the very the very first pick? And as you seen in the video there, so, Toronto's ball was kind of bouncing around. Sorry, James. Toronto's ball was actually bouncing around, and I believe they got snubbed. And how do you not get Lafreniere with three, the number three and the number five pick? Yeah, so a lot of hype around Lafreniere, and man, like um, I, you're, I'm getting jacked up. And uh, so I, I'm going to slow it down and just give you that, uh, give you that about uh, Lafreniere. So, so there's a lot of hype going around this kid right now, and and you need to really look at the uh, look at the. Uh, I listen. The I, the, uh, I didn't know that we had Justin Trudeau on the podcast today. I mean, that was the most political answer I've ever heard. <laughs> that was like Lou Lamorello. Yeah. It was it was word salad, my friend. I mean, no, not not poking at yeah. you or nothing, but I mean, you know, I would love to have a player on my squad that's got eighty to ninety points a season. Um, I think yeah. what you're trying to say is it you don't have anything against Alexis Lafreniere. You're kind of upset about the way the draft went. And then you're kind of putting your GM cap on and saying, you know, he got hurt last year. You don't want this kid coming in the league and getting hurt again. And then to further your point, you'd rather see the younger guys get the shine. I understand that too. So it's not that you have anything against Alexis Lafreniere. You just think he's had his time to shine through the junior circuit, the junior team, the world stage. And now it's his time to shoe off into the NHL and do his thing, right? Is that, is that basically the putting the bow on it? Yeah, he will make that team better, but he has nothing to prove at the World Junior stage. Let let a kid that that deserves that. Give me a gold medal. He's got all kinds to prove. I want a goddamn another gold medal. Yeah, no, I want a gold medal too. He can play. Let him play. He'll be fine. Sidney Crosby can retire. Sidney Crosby can retire tomorrow. And and he he has it all. He he can say he's not going to retire. He's still got tons of hockey left. What I'm what my what I'm saying is. He's got everything that a hockey player at six years old dreams of wanting to have in the and as yeah, a hockey some people just play to play. They love to play. Yeah, and he's, and he's got a lot of personal accolades in the, in the family cup. Yeah. And that's not just playing what they love. It's it's their life. So. And that you know that's what's a lot of my opinions or my opinions. But that's that's why it's good to have you, James and Jen, to put things in perspective. I'm maybe sometimes I'm I rant a little bit. More than yeah, you've got great. Those points, are my opinions. Those are my great opinions. And, um, I live. You got to think too, Jen. I live in. I live in Cole Harbor, Eastern Passage, whatever. And it's all Crosby, all McKinnon, all the time. Like, and now it's all Lafreniere all the time. Like, I let's get the Mercers and the New Bucks a chance here. Whoa, 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 and, but, whoa, whoa. Listen here. Cool. I love Mac. I love Crosby, but it's Justin Barron time, okay? I've been tooting that horn all spring, all summer. I've been riding that train. No, no, the Barron. I've been on the Barron train. I've been on the Barron train. He's got to put the work in. Like like these players, they made names for themselves. They put the work in. I mean, they have the right to be celebrated. They've sacrificed things. They've give it up things and before anyone says oh yeah but lots of money blah 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 believe me money doesn't buy happiness but it's just about playing the game and these players i mean you've got different names that are recycled throughout hockey um big names that go back all the way to the 80s and 90s of course with gretzky he's still in every conversation of course because he's one of the best to ever play but you still we're still talking about other players i mean you mentioned jamie how you want to see some younger kids play up i want to see I want to see 
um, last when they played for the for Team Canada so bad. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm pacing right now <laughs> as, I, as I'm thinking about that tournament and the difference it would be not having him in there. Well, because Canadians want to see a, a gold medal, 100%, and if they don't win a gold medal, they'll be very disappointed. And if Lafreniere doesn't play, they'll be like, well, we didn't win the gold medal because we didn't have Lafreniere. I, I'm looking at the goaltenders on Team Canada. I don't know who any of these guys are from, a, from whatever, and I'm looking down from the defense to the forwards, and, you know, we've got Barron and Braden Snyder. We, they're going to be the, the, the workhorses on that team, and Jamie Drysdale. You go down the list from defense to forward. I don't know how, who the, the goaltenders are, um, and I'm going to have a, a draft uh, junior show with my uh, – two good friends over in, in Vancouver, Crittman and Gideon, who are actually already on the show, but we're going to do a junior show later. Maybe Alan Corkum as well, but that'll come up later. But, man, it's, you know, will Lafreniere make the team better? Sure he will, but, you know, let's get through December and enjoy Christmas, and uh, I, 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 I strongly believe the juniors are going to play out. We have to have the juniors. It's going to be a different Christmas with our World Juniors uh, on December 26th when Canada plays Finland. And we and they're, they're gotten better. So let, let's get Lafreniere to help beat the teams that uh, are going to be tough to play. See, we're, we're swinging so. you over already, buddy. We're bringing you to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, here here's the other name if that we're, gives, we're not saying. Canada a better chance to win the gold medal, bring on Lafreniere. There you go. The other name that we're not saying that's going to hopefully have a good shine and I hope he gets to play as well is Quinton Byfield. I want to see oh, Quinton Byfield, Beast Mode 2.0. Um, you know, in talking to uh, Dennis Bernstein, who covers the LA Kings, they say that he's highly motivated, uh, wants the opportunity to play any which way he can. So if there's a, a delay in anything for the NHL, Canada could have some serious beef to their team, and I hope they do. But in speaking of getting the chance to play, there's a big chance to play now for the Women's League, the NWHL announcing that they're going to be playing their season in a bubble. Absolutely awesome. Cannot wait. And I'll drop a little tidbit here. We're having Tori Sullivan on from the Boston Pride coming to sit down and talk about what's going to happen and what's going into that. But I want to ask you guys, obviously, they're putting their league into a bubble. They're going to do the whole nine, the whole shebang, the playoffs, everything. Is that a great idea? And I think I'll say it right now. I think it's an amazing idea. I think it needs to be picked up by a broadcaster. I know that all the big networks are putting out posts about it, Sportsnet, TSN, um, NBC, you name it, all ESPN, everywhere is putting out articles and excitement for it. Why doesn't one of these broadcasters pick up the damn rights and put it on TV? Because everybody would love to see it. We're so sports-starved right now. That would do amazing. It would be one of the top-rated. The talent level's there. The players are there. The excitement is there. Everybody wants to see it. So they need to pick it up on the broadcast. But I'm damn excited for the NWHL. Cannot wait to see it all pop off. Jen, I want to ask you right off the get on that one. What do you think about the bubble uh, for those guys? I think it's two weeks is kind of a little short. Um, I've, a few players that I've talked to, they're excited, of course, to play. But they're kind of a little rubbed the wrong way that they're, they're starting down to this two-week period. I mean, like, I think... It's tough. I mean, this is so tough because this is this is the league that's trying to make a name for themselves against so much adversity. Um, I'm happy that they're getting the ch- chance to play. Uh, I just think the two weeks is a little laughable. Um, they deserve more. Is my point with regards to the broadcasting? I think might, there might be some fighting going on with where that's going to go. So I, there could be 
I'm pretty sure it'll be covered. Like you said yourself, James, we're stars for sport. And if they do get picked up, this will be huge for them because we will they will get the viewership. People will finally really have to take the time to see the quality of hockey. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm beside myself with how it, it hasn't it hasn't grown. Women's hockey. I've gone to a few games myself, um, and it's phenomenal. Like it's phenomenal hockey. Sure, sure, it's not what men's hockey is, but it's it's, it's just as good to watch. So. Um, I think that we haven't seen uh, broadcasting being listed yet because there's probably, you know, talks as to what's going to happen and how much they're going to pay and whatever, whatever, right? The, the, the behind-the-door scenes uh, conversations are probably happening right now, but I'm sure we'll see it on TV some, on some network. They better be. They absolutely better be. Otherwise, it's a damn missed opportunity, and I would honestly say screw the networks if they don't put it on there. Absolutely screw it. We need something, I, and that's why we need World Juniors. We need that that women's league, and maybe um, TSN can, need, or Sportsnet. Uh, I strongly believe I've talked to uh, females in Halifax and that are that are part of uh, hockey. We have two strong women's teams here in Halifax, Dalhousie and St. Mary's, and they've always said like uh, they need there needs to be a women's station, like a network, just a. a a, a channel that's all women. There's there, there's college hockey, there's women's sports, and right now there's uh, college basketball and women's and men's. They're playing in a bubble, and yeah, the, the women's bubble league will, or the, sorry, the women's league will definitely work in a bubble. Um, this is Jen's department, but we need we need something off topic. We need something. I, I can't watch cornhole championships again on ESPN Ocho and 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 uh, and uh, grocery bag championships. You know, I, uh, we need something in the next month or so. So, uh, when is, when's talking, the tournament? When's the tournament again? Uh, Canada's first game is December. 12th. No, 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 for the women. For the women. The NWHL. Oh, uh, that's oh, that, that's your department, Jen. <laughs> I don't. I don't do women's hockey, but. I only do men's hockey. Like, I'm, I'm, well, you're, I couldn't you're, do the game test. We're, we're I, bad at this. You're the female. Well, that's why it's very good we have this female presence in our, in our, in our, uh, on our team for uh, to, to cover the women's uh, the women's side. And if women starts up, I'll be watching it. Like I said, hey, I don't want to um, be watching uh, Cornhole Championships on ESPN Ocho. That's 100%. That's for sure. It's the 23rd It's the twenty third of January to the 5th of February in Lake Placid, boys and girls. Okay. Okay. okay, so I can see why there's broadcast. They haven't announced broadcasting because they don't know what's happening with the NHL. It's going to go to the NHL first, period. That's the way it you is. You know what? Right? You can so go that's... to the NHL. That's fine. But, I mean, the NHL has the rights holders with Sportsnet and has the rights holders with CBC and has rights holders with NBC, which is fine. Yeah. There's, your, there's your network you can use. But Sportsnet has six different entities to put stuff on. ESPN, mm-hmm. like Jamie just said, has eight different versions of itself and – you can watch whatever different dumb sports you want, but you can't see women's hockey. Seems a little premature. <laughs> what I'm saying is they premature. haven't decided yet. They're, yeah. they're, they're kind of sitting on their toes about with what's going to go on with the NHL before they do any scheduling. But, but here's, so. here's, you know what? Here's something that is planned. Here's something that is ready to go. Here's something you can market now and build up and build to like you do with the World Juniors and get it excited, get people amped up. Why not pick it up? 
I know, like you're saying, Jen, that they got to wait for the NHL. But here, stop just pandering to the NHL, which they don't know what they're going to do with each other. You have enough stations where I'm sure that you can broadcast because some of these games will probably be played through the day for the women's side of things. So you can have games through the day. You can have games on Sportsnet 1 or Sportsnet 5 or TSN 6. You can have it on one of those stations. Or if there's no hockey from the NHL that night, Put it on the big network. Put it on the mainstream. Have it there. Also, we all consume media through streaming devices now. Everybody watches crap on their phone, their tablet. So why (laughs) can you not dedicate a stream on your platform to the NWHL and drive people there? Get it hyped up. If you start hyping this stuff, people will pay attention. But because nobody does, there's no eyeballs on it. If Jamie can tell you about cornhole sports, but he can't tell you about what's going on for the tournament for the NWHL, there's a goddamn problem. I think it comes down to WTSN. How does that sound, Jen? WTSN. Yeah, it, it sounds great. I think it's actually in talks. But um, the what was I going to say? Oh no. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I can I can catch myself. I think it comes down to viewership, and I think that they're stagnant in their ways because they're not sure. And I mean, you've got you've got all kinds of people Take a risk. back and forth on the internet. And I've seen both sides, James. I've seen both sides. I've seen people all for it. You know, give us this women's hockey. And then I've seen literally split down the middle. Maybe even a little bit more in that favor. That they're just I won't watch it. I'm not interested. Blah blah blah. Right. Someone's got to take a stand and shove it in their face and, and, and then see. Like, give, give people the show before they can make a decision. You know what I mean? I'll say this. Yeah, what for- was the best part of the NHL All-Star Game? Sorry, Jamie, I'll let you go in a second. The best part, what was everybody talking about, was the women's three-on-three tournament in yeah. the All-Star Game. Everybody yeah. talked about that. Hands down was the best part about it. So, Schofield so I- let it up. Schofield was actually probably the, probably the fastest player besides Conor McDavid. And I'm gonna. I have a question to ask Jen. So don't please don't let me forget my question for Jen. But yes, so Cohen Schofield, yeah, she let it up. She was the highlight of the, the All Star the All Star weekend. The game I didn't watch terrible. it at all. <laughs> and the and the and the, the the slap shots and all that crap that was garbage. But the Cohen Schofield, fastest skater, <laughs> she was as, equally as fast as Connor McDavid, or maybe equal. That was the highlight of the whole thing. And I'm not. I'm not just. You know, I'm just not praising women because Jen is on the show this evening or this afternoon. I've I've already called her and told her my spoke my voice about women and where they belong and how they need to be on the same stage as the NHL men. Like they they look, and I will discuss something about Cohen Schofield in a moment. But man, they need to be on the same stage as as men. They need to be they need to be given the same rights. They need to be they need to be a WTSN, Women's TSN. And you're right. There has to be that viewership. If there's no viewership, TSN ain't going to drop money on a league. That no, what was that question be. you had for me before you forgot? Um, he forgot. I, I want to I give a... No, no. I want to give a huge share to Cone Schofield. She found her a place in the NHL with the Blackhawks. She is part of the Blackhawks organization. And, man, player development. She's on, she's on a, men, a men's team as a female, played outstanding for as she represented Team USA, and there you go. As, I think it was Angela Rosario that uh, was asked to be the GM for the Florida Panthers. She turned it down for, and now, uh, what's his name is there now, but 
and I thought maybe Rosario would have been the, the the National Women's League commissioner, but it went to someone else. So it just goes to show, like, there is a place for women in a men's, uh, men's league, and women need to be on the same stage as men. It's, uh, and, and it's proven in the All-Star game. When they have another All-Star game, women are going to be invited to come in a skating competition. And, you know, like, you know, they're just this, they're on equal playing field, and you know, like they're they're uh, amazing athletes. I, I've watched. Uh, I'm, I'm actually now watching. Uh, shout out to Woltek Wolski and his partner for winning the Battle of the Blades on CBC. And those women are just unbelievable. They're great athletes, and uh, yeah. So man, it's, they they need to be recognized. And uh, once there's a viewership, then bam, they'll they'll have they'll have their own their own channel. There's a football channel. There's channels for every sport. There needs to be a specific channel for women. And maybe NBC steps up and uh, women's college hockey in the States is huge. Again, in Boshiman, who James had on the show, and uh, Ryan in Buffalo, he covers the uh, Buffalo Buttes, and he said it himself. Like, man, women deserve it's the same chance as the men. And it's just a matter of time until that channel comes up and we see women's sports and we're not watching poker stars every day. So, anyway, so that's, that's my uh, that's all I have to say about that. Well, let me flip it on its head and say this. This is what you need. I want the women's all-star game and maybe they'll invite some of the men hockey players over to uh, showcase their little skills because I think... Right now, the women's game is going to grow. It is going to blow. It's going to pop. It's going to be awesome. The NWHL doing this in a bubble. Like I said, I hope a broadcaster has the brains and wherewithal to make sure they broadcast this and capture this because this is what is needed. But right now, we know nothing like Jen said, and maybe it is being talked about, and it'll come to that point. But, you know, tip of the cap to everyone who is working very hard to promote women in sports not just on hockey, across basketball, football, you name it, all the different places in the world where we need to have men and women working equally. Like you said, Jamie, I think it definitely needs to happen, and it definitely needs to happen more in hockey, and it is. And, you know, the first conversation I had with Jen when she came on this show was talking about her kicking down the damn door and becoming a GM in the NHL, and it seems like those doors are opening, so those things are going to happen, but it takes time. And it's going to happen. But I think if you put a spotlight on the NWHL, you put a spotlight on people who are being hired into positions inside of hockey, then you have that opportunity to highlight the fact that, hey, not only do they do a good job, not only are they supposed to be there, they work hard, they grind hard, they do everything they need to do to be in those positions, but they may just be better than me and you, Jamie. They may know more than we ever could. And Jen always goes back to the fact you know, about chemistry, about empathy, about, you know, feeling and different things like that. Some things that we just don't freaking have or don't even patience, think of. Patience. There, there's right another there. one right there. You know what I mean? And so it, Yeah, that's, and that's, that's the word. Let oh, sorry, Jen go right there. there. Yeah, in the time that we have, um, you, you see coaches, how they deal with their players and they cause strive, they cause, like, like divisions in the locker room, they lose the locker room, they don't have patience, they don't have that empathy or that sensitive factor. For the most case, I mean, there's some, I'd say Barry Trott is one that dances on both lines, great coach uh, for that reason, but I mean, 
you got to look at these the players nowadays. Um, they're they're not built like they were in the eighties and nineties. They're, they're, there's a lot more uh, mental health issues, and I mean the strain and the pressure that the players are already under. They don't handle it well. You put a woman in that situation that knows her hockey, they can help them become better players, but also better people or manage their lives better. It's going to serve any any team to have a woman in that position. Not necessarily dealing with the skill development or player development, but just dealing with the mentality itself, how to deal with social media, how to deal with, you know, the pressures of this, and I can go on and on and on. But you add that touch to the to the, to a men's professional team, it's only going to be good for them. No, 100%. I agree with you. And we talked about that a few months back, right? So, I mean... <clears throat> We're going full circle on this, and like we said, doors are starting to open. You look at the Chicago Blackhawks, and you look at other organizations that are finally getting the smarts about themselves and and opening the doors and making things happen and turning the key. But that's what needs to happen. You need to take those steps. And, Jen, I still firmly believe you will be behind either a bench or a desk telling players, you know, either you've been traded or brought here because I'm signing you, et cetera, et cetera. I got that feeling. It's going to happen. I don't know what league, whether it's the AHL, NHL, or maybe you just run the whole KHL. Who knows? Because they might need the tender feel over there. <laughs> but you look at these things. They got to happen, and they're going to. It's 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 an inevitability. But the last I thing I want, it. no problem. The last thing I want to talk about before we uh, before we drop this off for the day is you look at everything that's going on right now in sports, and you look at how you know we're waiting for so much to happen. You know, and you have the American Thanksgiving. You know, you have the holiday season coming up, and everybody you know, is feeling the blues because you got COVID locking it down left, right, and center, whether you're now on the East Coast, West Coast, or everywhere in between. And sports are something that unify us to talk about like today. Sports are something that you can debate about with friends, family, a guy on the street, whether he's wearing a different team hat. It doesn't matter. You could talk to anybody pretty much about sports, and everybody's got a memory, and everybody's got something that they relate sports to. And I want everybody who's listening to this to take this to, to heart. You know, it's not easy what everybody's going through. It's not easy not being with loved ones. It's not easy being not able to travel, see your favorite sports team, or do anything. But here's the thing. We're all in it together. We're all talking about it. We're all trying to figure this crap out. And, you know, if we can give you 45 to an hour to blank out and and think about sports or think about topics that you wouldn't usually talk about, then I'm glad that we got to do it. But I'm glad that I get to sit down, Jen, with you, with you, Jamie, with Kyle, with anybody who jumps on the airwaves here and, and joins us and has fun. But I want to take a minute and say that because so much has been focused on the negativity right now with the lockdown. So many people are getting stressed out. and Everybody's getting at each other in different ways. And it just seems like people are getting more pissed off than usual. So, you know, take a minute. Take a step back. Take a breath. Think of your favorite sports memory. Take yourself there. Go watch it on YouTube. Go watch, you know, The Rock and Hulk Hogan tear down the Sky Dome before they really tear it down. You know, go watch all the different things that have happened in life, whether it's your favorite hockey moment, football, I don't give a crap. Go watch it. You'll feel better. Can I add something? Yep. Also, too, it's a great time to work on ourselves. You know, we have all this time. Rather than just sitting on our on our hands, we can, we can better ourselves, enrich ourselves. We can read. We can exercise. We can, you know, use this time that we have where we usually be busy with other things to reflect on ourselves and because we're in such such trying times with a lot like you said James negativity and a lot of people complaining about what's not happening well you know if we use our time wisely we can find glorious like I said with adversity you know the strong survive the fittest get better 
I think that that's something that we should all do is think about how we can better ourselves. Hit the nail on the head there, Jen, and it's, it's a true honor to be part of the, the offside team. It's something to look forward to at the end of the week, uh, especially, you know, a long work week. And even the nail on the head, James and Jen, and he just, like I said to one of the guys today, just, you know, he wants to figure out ways to get better uh, without being on the ice. And, and you need to be mentally uh, mentally prepared for situations like this in the world, uh, especially with COVID. So just kind of, yeah, talk to people. I called you today, James. I called Jonathan today. See how you're doing. I, you know, thank God we have, we have Zoom now. I'm on more Zoom calls and talking to whoever I can uh, throughout the hockey world. And I was never connected before COVID. So, Go on Zoom, call people, and just, you know, uh, say hi. And, and just, uh, it's Christmas time. Figure out how you can make other people happy. And, uh, you know, because it, it, uh, it's better to give, or it's better to give to others than receive. During exactly. The and, and, of, and sorry during the month of December, especially. That, sorry to cut you off again, Jamie. Um, James, I think uh, going off what Jamie just said with Christmas coming, I think uh, we should talk about uh, that giveaway that I wanted to do with you guys for uh, Let's Christmas. do it. Yeah. We'll figure it out for the next show and we'll We'll, we'll make an we'll announcement next out. show. We'll get it all excited, we'll get it pumped up, we'll we'll give it a name and we'll make people pay attention and it's gonna happen. Yeah, 'cause we're we're so we're we're so blessed to even be able to talk about hockey, to have these experiences, right? So, you know, it would be nice to give back to our listeners. Give them a chance to win hundred percent and uh James has got a massive list to to, to drop on your table uh, in the next uh next couple months and uh this is just getting going we're just getting going with lopsided and it's gonna it's gonna blow up so uh that's a positive and we're still talking about hockey and we're still talking about other things which is which is very good to do but it's, dirt, it's christmas time and it's time to give so let's be uh, kind to others during this uh hockey break so all right we'll toss a bow on it so that is offside hockey talk for this friday for the roundtable edition we will talk next week we'll find a name for this we'll call it something special just to make you happy about it and uh yeah ladies and gentlemen this is offside hockey talk where hockey comes to talk